This is the Powerful Practitioner Podcast, and I am your host, Paige Kane. And whether you're an intuitive coach, an energy healer, psychic reader, or simply an at-home alchemist, you are welcome here. Inside of this podcast, you'll attune to the spiritual practices, principles, and insights that will bring you instantaneous magnetism, life-changing internal shifts, and massive soul growth. Your intuition led you here. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I know that we took a little week hiatus. It really, what was going on? Um, There's just been a lot happening personally behind the scenes in my life. And for lack of a better term, cancer season, when this episode was being recorded, kind of felt like a total shit show, like a total emotional shit show. There was just a lot of things happening in my personal life. And I am, I share a lot more about what's going on behind the scenes. If you follow my Instagram, specifically if you're watching my Instagram stories, that's a place where I definitely share and I share a lot inside of my group programs. But if you are someone who is highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive, or if you felt like there was a lot happening in the months of June and July, you definitely weren't alone. I forget that June and July can sort of be these really emotional portals. I feel like that's been true for me for the last few years. There's just been big emotional up-leveling. So up-leveling that involves a lot of looking at internal narratives, looking at limiting beliefs, and then allowing myself to really sit in my emotions, to process my emotions, to honor where I am. The last couple of years, that's been pretty consistent for me. I also have a lot of cancer inside of my natal chart. So maybe that's also why the moon is my ruler of my natal chart, but you don't need to hear all about my astrology today. Today on the podcast, we are chatting all about, I just hit the desk. Hopefully we don't hear that in the background, but today on the podcast, we are chatting all about boundaries. We'll probably throw in a little bit of power and protection in there as well, but this is the podcast that I have been promising boundaries for those of you who feel highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive, for those of you who are using energetic work. I mean, this podcast is seriously great for anyone. Boundaries is a freaking life skill. And here's the thing with boundaries that I really want you to understand. So here's the thing with boundaries. You never necessarily reach a destination. And what I mean by that is boundaries are consistently a journey. They're consistently evolving. And for me personally, every time I'm like, okay, I have some solid boundaries set in stone, they definitely stick, but I will still experience challenges. I mean, throughout my life, this has been the norm. I'll experience a challenge. And for me, that's just signifying, hey, it's a time to make sure these are really the boundaries that you want. Maybe your boundaries need to be up-leveled. So with this, I want to say that this process is never over, right? It's the journey, not the destination. And before anyone says like, oh, Paige says I have bad boundaries, that's not what I'm saying at all. We're human. We're going to have interactions with other beings, energies, spirits, 
what have you on this planet. And as we learn more, our boundaries are going to change. They're going to shift. They're going to evolve. So this is a constant process, right? A lot of things in spirituality, there is no, here's your, it's funny because I run a certification program. So this is why I think this analogy, this metaphor is pretty funny. There's no, here's your certificate of completion. You've done the boundaries work. You've done the shadow work. You've done the healing. It's over. Oh, no, no, no. This stuff comes in cycles, right? We're such cyclical beings. This stuff comes in seasons. This stuff comes in what I call new levels, right? And that's just different challenges or opportunities to assist in your personal evolution, in your soul growth work. So with that, let's get kind of into the juicy meat of this episode. Yes, again, if you haven't figured it out yet, We are talking about boundaries, especially for those of us who feel highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive, and why are, I love to start with a why. If you're inside of any of my group programs, you know this about me. I love a why. I love a definition. And why are boundaries, gosh, so important? Why is power and protection, which boundaries kind of falls into that area of energetic work, why are they so important? One of the first things my psychic mentors, my shamanic mentors taught me, taught us at shaman school is boundaries. And one of my favorite things that forever sticks with me, I say this over and over again inside of the intuition and energetic certification, which you're not, if you're a practitioner, if you're a coach, if you're a healer and you're not on the wait list for that yet, we'll make sure it is linked in the show notes. Please get on the wait list. It is such a powerful program. But one of the first things my mentors ever said to me about boundaries is, is that boundaries are going to teach you how to hold the space. So how to hold a space, whether that be for yourself, whether that be inside of your intuitive and energetic work, whether that be with clients. And there's a big, big difference between holding the space and holding up the space. So someone who's holding up the space is they're waiting for things to happen and so they can catch people, right? And be like, oh, I got you. I got you there. Oh, let me just prop you back up. Instead of holding the container and setting the boundaries, the containment of the space. And we're going to go into this metaphor a little bit more, but I want you to really play with in your mind and think about or journal on what is the difference between holding space, being the facilitator as as opposed to holding up the space, being the doer, doing things for other people, right? So with all this being said, I keep saying these words, highly sensitive, empathic, intuitive. Highly sensitive is if you're just resonate, resonating, resonating? If that word is resonating, there we go. If that word is resonating with you, I bet you are it. For me, hearing that term, it made so much of my life click in and make sense. One of the best examples of being highly sensitive that I have personally is whenever, and and please tell me if you do this too, like seriously DM me because I want to know I am not alone in this, is when I am parking my car or getting ready to like get into a parking lot or get specifically into my parking spot, I turn down the music or the podcast that I'm listening to. Does anyone, I cannot be alone in this. I know there's people out there who do the same thing, but that is being highly sensitive. 
highly sensitive people just receive a different level of input, specifically dealing with their nervous system. I really, really want to recommend the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. If this is really resonating with you, they're going to define it so much better than I do. But this is my example. When I'm pulling into that parking spot, I turn down the radio because I need to decrease the external input in order to really concentrate. That's that's how sensitive I am. And and I'm sure this also drives my my partner, drives him nuts <laughs> because I'm constantly like turning down the TV or turning lights on or off or having a certain level of sound or lighting or ambiance because things affect me. So if you've ever done things like that, just know that you're highly sensitive as well. And really that book will make sure the book is linked in the show notes. Also, The Highly Sensitive Person, such a great read for really understanding yourself, made so many things in my life make sense. Highly, highly recommend. Okay, so the other thing I keep talking about is if you're empathic, if you're empathic. And again, that first, very first podcast episode where we talk about the clear senses also kind of dives into being an empath. And you know you are an empath if you know you feel or experience the emotions of others. And this can totally come out of nowhere. Being empathic, you don't always know that you are carrying the emotions of someone else, which is why it's so important to build up your toolkit. So for example, and again, this is a personal example. I want to know that I'm not alone in this. If you've ever had a really shitty day for no reason, like you woke up, you were feeling freaking good. The sun was shining. You did the juiciest morning routine of your life. And then all of a sudden you're like, gosh, I feel really, really down. Or if your mood flips all of a sudden midday, you're doing an activity, you feel really good about it. All of a sudden you're nervous or upset or anxious. You might be carrying or tapping into someone's emotions that aren't your own. So being empathic is interesting. We can have different levels of awareness around it. And even someone who has recognized and been knowing of this term for like six plus, probably or more (laughs) years, I still have moments where a friend will have to be like, and and you know who you are. If you're this friend, I'm shouting you out. Paige, I think you're actually carrying someone else's stuff and not your own. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, this is not mine. Right? So being empathic, knowing, feeling, or experiencing others' emotions. And then finally, I keep talking about if you're intuitive, everyone is intuitive in my book. So boundaries, 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 power, protection, energetic hygiene, sexy stuff, my friends, are all going to be your best friend. Boundaries are a part of energetic hygiene. So, so, so important. And here's a bonus tip before we even like dive in deeper into this episode If you're considering working with a psychic, an energy worker, a shaman like myself, I highly, highly recommend that you ask them about their energetic hygiene practices and how they hold a clean energetic space or container before you even work with them. That way you know that this practitioner is doing safe work, is redirecting energy and not just clearing out negative things and letting them go float 
wherever into space, right? We can really purposefully direct energy. So ask, ask your practitioner before you see them, what are your energetic hygiene practices and how do you hold a clean energetic space and energetic container? And with that being said, on the other side of that, if you are a coach, a mentor, a guide, a healer, a tarot reader, an astrology reader, human design reader, a practitioner that uses any energetic and intuitive practices inside of your work, you should be able to explain your practices for energetic hygiene and for holding a clean energetic space. All right, (laughs) I'll get off my soapbox. So boundaries are also going to allow you to be super power filled. They're going to allow you to tap into your personal power more and the currents of shared power or strength that are accessible around you. And if you are unfamiliar with terms like allying powers or power stacking, I also talk about them inside of these topics inside of the certification program. So if those are things, power is something that's like, ooh, lighting you up a little bit. Um, I go in depth into these topics and really teach you how to become even more power filled as a practitioner inside of the certification. Again, linked in the show notes. And what I really want you to take away is that yes, boundaries are going to protect you. So we are going to go into a little step-by-step for boundaries. And these really come from my personal boundaries practices. So you're getting an inside look and a step-by-step for setting up your boundaries. We're interrupting this podcast for just a moment to share one of the biggest free workshops. Yes, it's a three-day free workshop that we do only a few times a year. The Amplify Your Intuition workshop for coaches, mentors, guides, healers, and practitioners who want to, of course, magnify their intuitive abilities you've ever felt unsure about your intuitive abilities or how to use them. So for example, you feel like you're getting an intuitive download for your client, but you're so unsure that you just sit there and over journal. It's like your wheels are spinning and you write and write and write. And the only thing that comes out of it is self-doubt. Believe me, I am speaking from experience here. And you spend a ton of time trying to decipher, is this my intuition? Is this my mind? Should I deliver this piece of intuitive information to my client? This workshop is going to be for you. You will walk away from the workshop feeling as if there's more intentionality. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going with it. Inside of your practice, you'll feel more confidence and way more powerful and ready to deliver some beyond this world transformation. So there is a link in the show notes to sign up for the Amplify Your Intuition workshop. Three days of amazing, amazing, valuable information. I can't wait to share it with all of you. For now, back to the episode. All right, now we get to dive into this amazing step-by-step for boundaries. And the first step, when you are putting together your boundaries practice, and I know we've heard this time and time again, but you want to ground, ground, 
ground, ground. And what does grounding allow you to do? It's a, it allows you to tether, tether your physical body into the earth. It allows you to feel earth. This gives you a point of stability. And all you need to do, super easy, is think of a cord, possibly from the bottoms of your feet, your root chakra, your palms, your sits bones, wherever. Imagine a cord dropping into the earth. You can visualize it. You can command it and say it is so. You can know that it's tethered in there. Tether it into, I always like to think of a nice rock or crystal or stone, something at the like very core of the earth that is waiting for me. And that is going to tie me into the earth. It's going to ground me in. And I want you to, a lot of energetic work is really experiential. I can try time and time and again to describe it, and I really do here on the podcast, but I want you to try it. Just visualize a cord, and maybe you start with standing on the earth barefoot and a cord coming from the bottom of your feet, dropping deep, deep, deep into the earth, and just feel the difference. It's going to be really powerful for you. So first, you always want to make sure that you're grounded, and then feel free to add any of these extra practices. And the first one is the zipper method. This is a big one that I feel as if a lot of people utilize because it is so easy. And the zipper method is imagining yourself, you're inside of this cozy, light-filled, energetic sleeping bag. And the light can be any color, any shape, any texture. You can just know it's there. You don't need to visualize it. You can just say it's there. And you're going to zip up your sleeping bag. And this sleeping bag is fantastic because it's one of those really warm sleeping bags with a hood, if you know the ones that I'm talking about. So imagine yourself zipping up that sleeping bag and that hood comes over your face and you zip up all the way through the hood. Don't worry, in this inside of this magical energetic sleeping bag, you can breathe. <laughs> and that zipping up, that's you placing yourself in a bubble of light, in a bubble of boundaries. So this sleeping bag is your energetic boundaries. And you can set an intention here, right? Only things that are for or of service to my highest good, make its way through the sleeping bag. Whatever intention you want to put in place about your boundaries, you can add that in as well. But the zipper method, being in a cozy sleeping bag of light. I mean, how how good is that? Okay, the next practice, which this one was really, really big for me. I have a lot of cancer in my chart. I can be really emotional. So I recommend that at some point during your day, whether it be the morning, mid-afternoon, evening, you take a daily account of how you are feeling. It's really great if you can just make a small note of how you're feeling about an hour after you wake up. Or if you can kind of go back and, and look at your entire day, but really whenever it works for you, take a daily account of how you feel and your energy levels and get to know what are consistent feelings, emotions, energy levels for you so you can notice when your mood shifts, right? And you can also start to look at patterns. So if you did this a whole day long and you woke up, you wrote down in the morning, I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling open today. I feel good. There's no like, I'm not feeling ecstatic. I'm not feeling sad. I'm just in a really good, comfortable place. 
And then let's just say at 3 p.m., you notice that some anxiety is hitting and you've had a really great day so far, or maybe it's just an anxious feeling, not full-blown anxiety, and your energy feels a little drained, and it's after your partner came home and had a really challenging conversation with their boss, right? You may be picking up on their energy. So journal, it's a great tool to just take account of how you're feeling, your energy levels, what is your energetic baseline, what does that baseline feel like, and then how does it shift and change? And are there external influences that are causing those shifts and changes in mood and energy? So learning to become a really great observer of patterns of energetic shifts of yourself. So becoming really aware, becoming really present is what's going to make you an even more powerful practitioner, whether you're doing, again, energetic intuitive work with clients or simply at home. It's what's going to make you really, really powerful. So the next practice is have a wipe off practice for clearing energy. One I really, really love is like a salt scrub, even a sugar scrub in the shower or in the bath or just simply brushing yourself with your hands. So if you, it feels like you're taking on a lot of the world around you, slip into a bathroom, a closet, whatever it might be, and physically brush yourself off with the intention that, hey, I'm wiping, I'm clearing this energy that isn't mine. Intention is so powerful. Intention is what creates the map. It's what provides energy directions, right? It's like the instruction manual. The first step in the instruction manual is your intention. So holding the intention that you're clearing and wiping off this energy and then doing it physically, that will feel really, really powerful too. You can also always ground your space. You can drop a grounding cord for your space, just like you dropped one for yourself earlier. So you can ground an entire house, a room, a specific space in the house, whatever it might be. You can light a candle to ground your space and just say like, with this flame, I ground this space. I would let the candle fully burn out really safely if you can do so safely and just set an intention. I would like this space to feel grounded, to feel safe, to feel X, Y, and Z thing, whatever feels good for you. So, so far we have a lot of practices grounding, zipper method, journaling, wipe off practice, grounding your space. The last one is creating a list of non-negotiables for self-care. And this does not be need to be like the commercialized version of self-care of like, you get your nails done, you go to the salon every Friday. No, 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 no. This can be super simple. Okay, so for example, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, you spend the night in. You decline most social activities unless it's a special event because the following mornings, you always work early. That is the kind of non-negotiable self-care boundary that I love to see. Or this is a big one for my partner. He practices his favorite hobby once a week. And that's non-negotiable part of his self-care. That's his happy place, his happy time. And even when I'm frustrated, I wish I was spending more time with him. I always let him go do it because 
I understand that it's it's a part of his non-negotiable self-care, right? So as partners, as friends, as beings who are in relation to one another, we can encourage people to take this non-negotiable self-care time. And here is how you can create these non-negotiables for self-care. I want you to think of an intention, a feeling, and an action. What's the intent behind this self-care? How does it make you feel? And what action are you taking? That simple. Simple formula to create non-negotiables for self-care. So with that, I want you to know you don't have to do every single one of these things. The thing about energetic and intuitive practices is that First, you want to hold it intention, and then two, you want to make these things work for your specific lifestyle. Do you need to spend an hour doing every single one of these things? No. Would it be really powerful to pick one to two to three to do a day, possibly some in the morning, some in the evening? Yes. Would it be great if you only spend five minutes grounding, putting yourself in your cozy sleeping bag, and you call it a day? Absolutely. Make this your own, right? So Even from what I've suggested, if that brings up a new idea or a new method and how you can personally work with your own energy to create boundaries, freaking go for it. That's what this work, gosh, I think I said freaking again, go for it. That's what this work is really all about. Make it your own, make it your own, make it your own. And with that, I've had so much fun sharing with you inside of this episode. I know it's been a longer episode. And if you loved the content, please, please, please leave us a five-star rating and review. I would be so incredibly grateful. Or you can screenshot, share your takeaways to your Instagram story. All of our social links are all below and I'll see you inside of the next episode. Bye. (laughs) 